Today's episode is brought to you by DNA Sports Training. If you or someone you know wants to take their game to the next level, then hit up DNA Sports Training. Visit dnasportsdenver.com to book your training session today. We offer specialized sports training from football to track and field and everything else in between. Whether you're an offensive or defensive lineman wanting to get better off the ball or you're an athlete wanting to take your game to the next level, go on and hit up dnasportsdenver.com, sign up for a lesson, and let's get it going. dnasportsdenver.com. Contested uh, conversations today, especially in the, the juices flowing in, in the name of hip hop. But yes, sir, boy, hearing that beat got me wanting to go. Welcome back, man. What's going on, brother? Not much. Episode number eight. We made it to eight. Don't hate. We feel great. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Uh, we appreciate everyone tuning in. Like Don said, this is episode number eight, man. This is uh, the next one, and pretty soon we're hopefully pretty soon here. We're just gonna lose count, and we're yeah. just gonna continue to build and grow and all off the uh, you guys tuning in and sharing and liking and doing everything that you do to, to shout us out when you do and to support what we're doing also again like you heard the promo go to dnasportsnever.com book you up a training session right now you want to improve your speed agility you just specialize offensive line defensive line anything um, even if you're not a football player even if you're not someone that runs track or anything like that and you just want to be a better athlete, I'm sure we can have something for you. I'm sure we can make something happen. So hit it up. Yeah, that's for sure. Check out the website. And, again, it's it's going to vastly improve your skills. I already have one of my clients today say that it's improved their hands and their footwork already. So, you know, go ahead and, and book a session. Get down with us as soon as you can so that way we can make you better and your skills can make us better as well as coaches. Tom, you have a good week, man. Yeah, it was a good one, man. It's quiet, uh, a, little yep. bit, a little bit lighter this week than the week before. But, yo, um, bringing back up your new topic, our new segment that we we're bringing on about what's going on. Yeah. Kind of what's going on the last week, man. I've been reading into stories and trying to find things that aren't just sports related, bro. Trying to find things that kind of can vibe with everybody. You know what I mean? Like, life is more than just sports. And sometimes sports and life intercept and, or interse- intersect. And, um, you know, but I was uh, reading the other day and everyone knows like social media and stuff like that is, is never safe i mean it, we we like to think it is but it's definitely not big but, brother's uh, listening big brother's listening hey thank you for tuning in big brother <laughs> <laughs> uh, after this one we'll probably definitely get some more more tune-ins once the algorithm picks it up but hey no uh no publicity is bad publicity right uh Basically, I found this uh, this topic, man. It's, it's talking about Facebook and track your internet history, your credit card numbers on other websites. So, uh, Meta is reporting is reportedly rewriting websites visited by its users and tracking them down, you know, tracking them across the web to find out what they look, uh, what they look at. It's apparently monitors all user interactions for advertising. Is what they say. Um, both Facebook and Instagram are reportedly rewriting these websites and visiting. Uh, that, that their users use all the time when they launch off of like Facebook or, or Instagram. Yeah, um, it, it comes from research from an ex Google uh, engineer that claimed that the social networks inject other websites with a tracking code uh, whenever the uh, link is open through their inner app browser. So yeah. this is basically coming from the app. Yeah, man, it's crazy, bro, to think that our technology is just came this far to where it listens to provide 
more relevant ads and, and things like that forever. But I think it's just scary that everything we say is being stored somewhere well, and yeah. reviewed by somebody. You know, I feel like it's invasion of our privacy versus the function of these apps. Like you either want your phone to work how it's designed and let us listen to you or <laughs> we're not going to listen to you and your phone's going to be a piece of crap. You know what I mean? So like, well, it's just, crazy, dude. I think everyone knows that they do it for, for advertising. I mean, there, how many times have you been talking about something with your wife or and with a friend and then you go to search your feed? Something? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Like it, it, you know, I work, I work in a, in a, in a plumbing, in the plumbing industry, bro. And I can't tell you how many times on my search feed, like I get some plumbing parts that come up, you know, but buy a water heater. Yeah. Like, I don't need a water heater. But Laying you, some pipe. Like, you know where my... <laughs> maybe. But but you know where we be at. You know you know where my where my, where my phone's at, you know, five days out the week. So, yeah. like, there's no coincidence why I'm there. I would, you know. So, it's kind of scary, bro. Like you said, I think it's just overstepped by, by big tech, man. And you see this in a lot of things. You see it with Google. And it's funny that it's an ex-Google engineer that's bringing this out. You know, there's there's so much stuff behind the scenes with Google that's yet to be exposed that people are going to lose their freaking mind on, man. And, yeah. you know, not to go all crazy with it, but, like, they have a lot of influence on what people see, what people listen to, what people, you know, what articles people find, yeah. like, with their search engine op optimization and shit. Like, there's all kinds of stuff that they can do that kind of make things hard for you to find that you want to find if you're looking for something different than they suggest. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of people know this, but it'd be... It'd be kind of, I'd be curious to see if this has any impact on like sales of technology going forward. If more people start to be like, you know what, I'm cutting that tie. I no longer want anything technology wise in my house. I don't know, man, because technology makes everything so easy for you. It I, does. I, I, you know, I think. I think we're victims of convenience, man. Like I won't get rid of it. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> it's it's gonna be hard, bro. They can listen to me all they want. Uh, I don't care. I don't say anything interesting, I don't think. I don't think I say anything enough to, to warrant them kind of... I mean, I, I I guess some of the stuff like I, I believe in could be considered fringe, but, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure there's a lot more worse characters I online we, than me. I think we talk about a lot of that stuff anyway, you know yeah. what I mean? So, like... Our points I'm are kind of out in the open yeah, already. I mean, we're not afraid to to vocalize how we feel and, and, and say those type of things, you know what I mean? So it's true. I'll, I'll, I I love the technology. So so this story says that Meta can, uh, says it hit, hit back on claims that the tracking code follow users' private pref privacy preferences, and that the data gathered is only aggregated for use in targeted advertising. But yeah. the capability to do so is just is just kind of scary with it, man. Because I just think you can do anything with it at that point. And who's to say someone doesn't get their hands on it? You know? Yeah. But uh, another story you had uh, that you hit me up on, man, was about these. Uh, these black retirees from the NFL that are kind of getting another chance at some money and that at, at proper due. Yeah. And you know, they're doing a lot of more neurological tests rescored after the court ruling. And they're starting to find out a lot more information to help some of these players out and, and, and kind of, you know, look for things that they weren't looking for in the past. And they've came out and said, you know, that they've taken some responsibility for this and they kind of didn't know the, scope of the science at that time and that's why they're kind of opening it up now yeah. you know and it sucks for some families that may have no longer with us that could have benefited from this you know so hopefully they may right by a lot of those families but it's good to see that they're actually doing what's necessary to support our former athletes you know well and it was it was weird because it was like 654 um 
former football players that happen to be uh, African American. Yeah. That. Uh, their tests were rescored to eliminate previous bias, and yeah. now now they all qualify for for awards. And they're saying that there's probably more out there that would qualify, and they're encouraging them to to get uh, re rescored. Apparently, the original algorithm, though uh, the original testing al algorithm, adjusted scores by race as a proxy for someone's socioeconomic background. So it's basically saying, you know, certain factors of you being black led to you having this extra stress or this extra problem in your life, right? Which is yeah freaking crazy dude um and the fact that it's 2022 and that was going down until recently yeah. you know what i mean um from this is from from that bigger lawsuit into uh into nfl kind of helping out players with the with the concussion stuff after they knew for years that yeah. football's dangerous obviously and um concussions are a little bit more serious thing than hey get up and get back in that game you know you're fine you just rocked your bell yeah and you know the active payouts have reached somewhere over 916 mil and a total of approved claims has topped 1 billion so you know it's i, I imagine that number is going to continue to grow yep. um but again at least you know they're doing the right thing to make sure that we can study not only for the players to benefit them in their lives now, but also maybe study to try to prevent some of these injuries in the future, you know, yeah. especially when it's related to CTE and things of that nature. Well, it's funny because they're saying about the algorithm that factors such as age, education, and race, they've always used those in, in neurology to help diagnose dementia. But experts say the formula wasn't supposed to be used for payouts in a legal case. So, like, they took some information that's, that the medical field uses and try to use it to support their claims that they don't owe these people money. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And that, that should have never been the case. And so now, like I said, hundreds, you know, almost, you know, almost 700 men. And they, 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 they speculate there's probably more out there that can, that can be reevaluated and have their score be adjusted without the bias. So we'll see how that, how that comes along, man. It might be something we might be touching back on here soon. Yeah, and the three conditions that are covered by the settlement is, are Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's disease, Lou Gehrig's, and, of course, the CTE deaths that were before the settlement in 2015. Those were also covered under this. So, you know... Again, the numbers are going to grow, and I think, you know, they're going to start covering a little bit more things, but they're going to do more scientific studying to make sure that they're doing what's proper. I think that's the important part, right, because you need to know whether or not something's going on so that you can kind of limit yourself from having to pay out later. So For sure. the further you can get ahead of it on the scientific side and actually explain to some of these folks what's going on and what's going to happen what you may see happen, you can kind of red flag them signs a little bit sooner and family members, man, can kind of see that. And, oh, you know, if a person's starting to become distant or um, just not themselves that in their former football player or former athlete or former uh, just anybody in general, you know, yeah. CTE, you know, although it's it's prevalent in, in football players and soccer players, it's not necessarily something that can't happen in people who experience severe trauma to the head. Yeah, car times. accidents, yeah. anything, you know. Nope. Um, it's here mid-August now, bro. I it's, mean, it's hard to say two weeks away from being September, dude, but football's in you full swing. You can smell it in the air. I, uh, I think that was your uh, little exchange before we got going. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a great smell. Uh, but, you know, high school, college, pro, they're all in the thick of training camp. Uh, what are you looking forward to in the upcoming season, man? Uh, we could start out, like, locally and then move on into college and or just local local area teams or whatever? Man, so I'll start at the youth level, obviously. Um, you know, I think it's really exciting to see a lot of 
the growth that's in Colorado football. You know, before you'd have to have a lot of these teams traveling out of state, going to California, Texas, you know, Arizona, different places to play, Kansas, different places to play other teams. But now we're seeing teams come in to Colorado and play some of our teams, and they're visiting our state. Yeah. You know, they just had some teams from New Mexico out here, um, some teams from Montana out here, you know, um, some teams from from Oakland, from I Oakland see one. were out um, here. You know, so there's a lot of lot of active activity going on and networking within the youth organizations here in Colorado with other states as well. And, you know, that's just great to see. So shout out to all those coaches that are making this happen for these young men. You know, it's not an experience that a lot of the players of our generations got to to have, you know. So it's a great thing. And and my hat's off to all these coaches, whether we compete on the sidelines and we know each other in real life, whether we like each other in real life, regardless of the fact, you guys are doing a great job, and I applaud you guys. It's, it's, It's building a profile for the state for that'll eventually translate into our high school football and I think our high school football isn't necessarily fully respected as as it could be and there's reasons to it obviously and they're legit reasons and so yeah. I think by these guys bringing in these teams to come play and these teams coming it, it elevates the competition right and, it, and you see what it's supposed to look like in different from different states and how, how a lot of like you know you get California teams in here California is notorious for great football, yeah. and you see how they do things. Maybe it's something that you can apply to yours. You bring the Texas team in, you bring the New Mexico teams in. It, you, there's all something that we could take from each other, and it's also it's to say that we've got a good pipeline starting here. Now let's funnel it through these schools, and you know we'll continue to see more four and five star athletes from the state of Colorado, which is ultimately I think you know those would end up funneling into some of our schools here possibly. So yeah. I think it's definitely big. Um, on a high school level, man, I'm just interested to see if, like, Terry Creek can go four, uh, four straight in 5A. You know, it's, hey, it's wild. They're a powerhouse, man. Um, some of the stuff in, in 4A with, with um, you know, Chatfield coming back as, as a state champion, defending that, and then some of these teams that are around there that, that were on their way up. And then 03A, man, seeing the teams like, you know, North and, yep. um, you know, Mead, that, that conference is a, is a tough conference. Yeah, and, you know, I'm, I got excited about it the other day. So Nine News did this thing. This you know they do the prep sports or whatever, yep, yep. but they had a commercial and it was basically they brought in a lot of the athletes. You know they had athletes from TJ, all over. You know, so. Mead, different different walks of all over high school football, and they had you know the player spotlight from week one that we did. Blake Barnett was on there and they were talking about him afterwards <laughs> and they're talking about his infectious personality and how they're looking forward to what he's going to do up at Erie this year. So it was cool to see one of the kids that we highlighted on our first yeah. episode on Nine News, you know, and they were talking about him highly. So And that's a school it, that's going to be be really be good, good, bro. They yeah. lost in the, in the state championship to Chaffield last yeah. year and there's no reason to believe that they won't be back. Yeah. And who knows, maybe win it this year, you know, a year removed, you got a little bit more experience, you know, you can kind of uh, grow from that. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see what happens with CU and CSU. You know, can they yep. get back to some sort of respectability? You know, Carl Doral's up there, and I think this is, what, third or fourth season. Mm-hmm. You know, if you subtract the COVID season, you know, it's, his, it's his, probably his, his, his last opportunity to really kind of set aside himself. Yep. Um, 
can they make the jump from bottom dwellers in the Pac-12 to, you know, lead the Pac and perhaps the last season of the Pac-12? You know, who yeah. knows what's going to happen with that conference? And then Jay Norvell up in CSU in his first season, can he bring some of the success that he had in Nevada over to CSU? I think out of five years, he went to four bowl games. Like, yeah. you know, can he bring that back to CSU? I remember CU and CSU, they used to be top 25 back when I was a kid. They'd always be up, you know, CSU would kind of be more bordering. You know, mm-hmm. but they would get in. They had some really good teams. And then CU was legit, bro, all through high school and uh, into into my first years of adulthood, man. They were legit. And then somewhere along the lines, it's just. Yeah, man, I just can't wait to just have that feeling of, of, of breezing through channels, you know, and checking out all these different games as they're on <laughs> on Saturday mornings, watching these college football games. You yeah. know, the atmosphere of a college football game, bro, is just there's nothing like it. Not oh, even no. the NFL. No, dude. You know, you watch an NFL game, like- and NFL is the NFL, but you watch a college game, bro, it gets the juices within your body going, bro. And You get, like, the passion and the youth from, like, uh, the students, you know what yeah. I mean? And, you know, you feel 100,000 people in a stadium, like, that's, there's no NFL stadiums that are packing 100K in there, bro, every weekend. You know, it's wild. And then it's intense. The energy, the environment, bro, is yeah. just it's on go 100% of the time. So I'm super excited. Well, I'm just wondering, like, is the SEC going to gonna dominate college football again this season? Um, is there a conference that's going to step up and rival them? Will the Big Ten finally come do it? I'm sure there's teams out there. You know, every at the start of every year, the goal is to compete. And win, and then at so, the end of the year, you got Georgia and Alabama, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Georgia or Alabama and LSU, or yeah. you know, it's it's yeah. wild how how competitive that, and, and now having Oklahoma going into there, yeah, um, Texas soon, I think it's going to, like SEC is going to be wild. It's going to be interesting to see what the Big Ten does when they when they take in USC and and UCLA next year, like. Uh, I think I think there's going to be some good football, but it's yeah, going to probably it, start funneling down. And then preseason's already going, man, preseason's and there's been some right exciting away. stuff going on with the preseason. You know, some people, you know, really shining and, and, and making themselves known, and then some not looking so great. I think it's dope well. for them guys to get an opportunity, bro. Like, to – NFL's hard, man. It's yeah. – you don't – there's only a select few that make it, and so to be able to get get this opportunity to kind of try to shine, and you always find that one football player that no one saw coming, and then the next thing you know, they're the Philip Lindsay making the roster. Yeah. You know, so it's wild, bro. I love I love preseason. It's kind of sad when you see some of these cats getting cut, but that's part of the nature of the beast, you know. Yeah, you know, speaking of Philip Lindsay, I, I was watching the Colts game the other day, and it's pretty exciting to see that, you know. Colorado boy, he's doing his thing still, you know, and uh, he's behind the best back in the league, yeah. arguably, you know. So he's gonna learn so it's much. Good change of pace from JT and 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 good for Philip Lindsay, man. Yep. Shout out to him. Shout out to the Lindsays and what they mean to Colorado football. You for know sure. what I mean? So sure. big ups to you, Philip. Hey man, and also Max Borgi in Denver. Oh yeah, his chance. I was watching him yesterday. Hit the hole a couple times. I thought they were gonna let yeah, him try Pomona to run it boy. In. Man, it's cool to see these kids from Colorado, dude, get their chance. And it is. And, and shout out to the Broncos, right, for, for doing that and giving some some chances that probably wouldn't have been yeah. given. To some local kids. So, and it's not like they're just doing throwing a bone to, like, these local schools. These kids, these dudes are talented. Like, yeah. they're they're decent players. Like, they, yeah. they, they have legit skills now, whether or not they can make it and stick. Everyone in the NFL is has legit skills and is decent and you know they're the best of the best for a reason so we'll see but you know, i'd love to see max borgi be kind of mentored by by c mac you know mccaffrey give him a little bit of love i think they're very similar a little bit you know what i mean yeah and, he, and, and just take him under his wing i know they don't play on the same team right but 
you're both Colorado boys at the end of the day, so show some love. I think, too, like what happened with Borgie up in Washington State. With yeah, He was there during Mike Leach, and then Mike Leach left COVID. That season kind of screwed things up. And then he just didn't get the amount of touches that he normally got yeah. in previous seasons. He battled a little bit of injuries here and there. But I don't know. Like you said, it's exciting to see these local boys getting it, man. Um, can't wait. But that's what's going on this week. That's what, what's caught our mind. So make sure you uh, hit us up, dnasportsdenver.com slash askdna. If you want to point out a story that maybe you saw that we should be talking about, go on and do that, man. We're always happy with that. Um, speaking of stories, Dom. That kind of caught my mind, bro. This, yeah. uh This one really, this one really took it, and you know, it it makes sense though, and this is what we're all about. Yeah. But um, there's this, there's this. Uh, it was brainsmorrow.com had this story about exercise, exercising, uh, excuse me, exercising intense, intensely. Um, like the more you do it, the bigger and stronger your brain grows, even in an old age. Um, the study revealed that in older adults, even 20 minutes of moderate physical activity can protect against cognitive decline. Um, it's widely known that exercise has a positive effect on the body and, and meta- uh, metabolic health, but it's less studied how exercise affects our brains and where the brain, where in the brain we can actually see the effects from exercise. Uh, crazy story. I don't know if you had a chance to read it. Dude. I put the, put the link in there, but um, it came from the researchers of German Center of Neural neurodegenerative diseases um they uh, they say that five times twice (laughs) they conducted the study addressing this you know um they reveal how the intensity of exercise plays a vital role in brain volume especially in areas linked to cognitive cognitive decline uh they used data in previous from previous work by the same organization called the rhineland study um they analyzed physical activity from uh 2,550 volunteers ages 30 to 94. So a big chunk of people. They went people our age. They didn't go young people. But I, yeah. you got to imagine that, um, you know, it, it's similar effect, if not more. Yeah, for sure, bro. Um, honestly, this is why I stay big. Because <laughs> it would be unfair to others if I was in better shape and smarter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's already kind of unfair. Oh, but if I was in God. better shape and smarter, it'd be over with. I'm just playing. In all seriousness, man, this is great. Just like before with with the NFL players where they're doing more studies to kind of get behind and and do more scientific studying to health and and things like this are great, man, because it shows how stimulating exercise truly is, you know, makes you feel good, but also it's actually making your mind sharper, you know, so... You, all you people who go out there and get a morning workout in the morning, you're doing more for your day than you really realize. You well, know you're doing I mean? more for your mental health, too, in terms yeah. of, like, mental strength. Your longevity. Yeah, being able to – I mean, we we all have tough jobs and, and, you know, things that we battle through during the day. So exercising might actually help that. Like, that's something we, we, should, we should all think about. And I definitely think about that I need to do more of in the morning. You know, yeah. I think getting – I think the idea is to go to work and maybe get off work and do a little something. But – Doing it in the morning might be the better bet just because it gets you going, gets your brain stimulated. You know, it's better than coffee. Yeah, for sure, man. This this is a great thing. You know, I think speaking of, you know, being smart and in shape and and doing all the things the right way, this guy had to have been working out tons of times, man. Shout out to Christian Whitney at Black Sevens. If you need any graphic design work done, make sure you hit up Christian at BlackSevens.com. Christian is a native of North Denver and a beast at what he does. He is also a great dude. 
Visit BlackSevens.com right now to see his work. Buy some merch and see all that he has going on. He knocked the DNA logo out the park, and we are super excited to feature his work. Visit BlackSevens.com for more. Bam, what up, Christian? Also, a uh, special shout-out to Charlene and Lash All Beauty. Uh, find him on Facebook. Uh, you can also find her on Instagram at Lash underscore Char underscore Love with two E's. Um, she said, book your appointment for lash lift or lash extensions, um, you can book that appointment at lashallbeautydenver.glossgenius.com. Uh, Char's so dope, man. She said she is giving our listeners $75 off their first set. All you need to do is mention DNA at booking. So, fellas, I know I mean, no, the ladies tune in because because they respond the best. Like yeah. all our interaction come from the ladies saying, hey, you know, especially some of the things we've been talking about. Yeah. So, fellas and ladies. Make sure you go book that appointment with Shar right now, man. She's going to hook you up. $75 off some lashes. Yep, get right. Extensions, getting the deal set up. Boop, boop. I got them natural, so I'll, you know, I'm good. But, yo, fellas, if you're in the doghouse, make sure you get out that doghouse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dom. What's up, brother? So we may be witnessing history this year, dude. Oh, man. Um, Something special going on. I don't watch a lot of baseball lately because the Rockies kind of suck. Yeah. And it really take, puts a damper on my on my spirits. And yeah. if you're listening down there at 20th and Blake, hear your fans. Their spirits are dampered, and we definitely need <laughs> you to do something about it. But uh, Aaron Judge, man, can be the ninth player all time – or ninth or can register the ninth 60-run home run season – or 60-home yeah. run season uh, this season. He's, uh, he's off to, to a scorching pace. Um, I was reading this article on ESPN, man, and it was a really, really good article kind of laying out how he can make it happen. Uh, it was by David uh, Schoenfield. And basically, Aaron Judge pushed for 60 uh, home runs this season. Only happened eight other times by five players, uh, Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, uh, Sammy Sosa, <laughs> Roger Maris, and Babe Ruth. Uh, you know, a lot of people kind of put – Put, put hate on uh, Bonds, McGuire, and Sosa based off of their yeah. previous uh, alleged use of performance enhancers. Uh, so 61 is considered by many as still the real clean single-season home run record. Uh, Bonds did that. No, one he hit 73. But um, he was just behind Bonds' pace uh, at, at 112 games. He had 45, and I think Bonds had like 47 or 46. Um but, man, it's wild. It's, it's wild to see because you don't see it that often. You see guys hit 50, but he's got a legitimate shot at, at hitting 60 home runs. And uh, I know you said he got one the other day, right? Yeah, man. Uh, so Judge entered Friday leading the American League with 94 runs, 45 home runs. He added his 46th home run in the third inning of the 3-2 loss to Boston in 10 innings. 99 RBIs. You know, he, he he's just doing what he – what he needs to be doing, man. This guy's a crazy athlete. He's on pace to have a season like Willie Mays in 1954, Mickey Mantle in 1956, and Babe Ruth in 1927. Wow. I think he's currently on pace to end somewhere around 66, 67 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. It is um, hard it is hard to hold that pace, but man, it's incredible. Yeah, you know, and he played his 109th game of the season. Judge is the fastest player to reach 100 RBIs. Since the Tigers, Miguel Cabrera did it in 103 games in 2013, which he also won the MVP award that year. Then that's the year he won the Triple Crown, too, if I'm not mistaken. Either that was a few years later, because Triple Crown's like a sacred one, too, in baseball, where you batting average, home runs, and, uh, and uh, RBI. Yeah, you know, so again, he's on pace to, to finish somewhere around 66, 67. That'll put him right there with Sammy Sosa. Um, 
1998, Sammy Sosa hit 66. You know, in 2001, yeah. Barry Bonds hit 73. Mark McGuire in 98 hit 70. 99, Mark McGuire hit 65. Sammy Sosa was 64 in 2001. Wow. In 1999, Sammy Sosa was 63. In 61, Roger Maris was 61. Oh. Hit 61 in 1961. Yeah. That's a cool fact there, huh? Yeah, that is kind of cool. And uh, then Babe Ruth in 1927 was 60. So, you know, those are some really prestigious names to the game of baseball. You know, the great Bambino. Yeah, dude. And to be possibly being only the sixth person to do this. And it's crazy when you look at the nine or the eight. Or, I think it's eight, actually. Um, Sammy Sosa has three of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And McGuire has two. So yeah. it's, a, it's an incredible feat. Uh, regardless of what you feel about how Bon Sosa and McGuire allegedly did it, they, they, you know, I don't think you can learn hand-eye coordination from from Pop and Roy's. I think it's yeah. more of the recovery thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, this article kind of laid out how to how to make it happen. You got to avoid homeless droughts. You got to play in a big uh, a big offensive season, which yeah. right now I think is, is a pretty big offensive season. Um, but they also pointed out like all eight of the sixty homer seasons came in the league average at least four and a half runs a game. So yeah. I think league average right now is probably is right up near that um it also says play play at a favorable home stadium which yankee stadium is very favorable uh and then finish strong this is uh 60 home runs you need to average 10 a month right guys who got to 60 average 12.9 home runs in the last month of the season so like the last month totals for bonds he had 16 home runs yeah. Right. It, it, you know, stay in the starting lineup is another one. Like you got to stay in the starting lineup, stay healthy. Otherwise, you yeah, know, it's kind of moot at that point. You know, but but shouts out to Aaron Judge, because like you said, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are going to say what they want to say about Sosa McGuire and Barry Bonds and how they got to where they got to. If you eliminate those three names and he gets to 66. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, it says a lot. It's how people still look at like the Hank Aaron record. They don't yeah. necessarily look at Barry Bonds as the all-time home run king. Um, I actually seen that baseball that he hit for to break Hank, uh, Hank Aaron's home run record. Yeah, yeah. It's at it's in Cooperstown in the Hall of Fame, which is funny because they won't put Bonds or any of them guys in the Hall of Fame. But, but they put his ball. His balls in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and it's got a big asterisk stamped into the ball, dude. Whoever. Caught the ball, sold the ball, and then whoever sold he sold the ball to stamped a big-ass asterisk into the baseball. Uh, I got a picture of it. I'll have to post it online or something like that uh, later on after we after we post this because it's hilarious, dude. It's, it's just – and it's Barry Bonds' 757th home run ball. And, you know, I get it, but I don't know, man. Part of me feels like, you know, the best pitcher of that era was Roger Clemens, arguably. And yeah. he was on juice, allegedly. Yeah. Uh, best player could be argued that Barry Bonds was the best player of that era. And the same could be said about him in terms of performance enhancements. So uh, it's kind of hard for me to sit here and be like, those guys don't count. Their numbers don't count. When you got other guys in there that were maybe, you know, taking the amphetamines, the uppers to stay up or double headers and some of the shit they used to do in the 70s and 80s. You know what I mean? The the white crosses and all that stuff, you know, they basically yeah. doing pharmaceutical uh, meth to to be able to play games. So there's always been that kind of that teetering and tiptoeing towards different things. And it, can, it goes into a bigger argument. But I honestly feel like them guys should be included in the Hall of Fame and, and be included with their numbers. And so to see Aaron Judge possibly flirt with just the idea of him flirting with 73 or the idea of him surpassing 60 home runs, that's that's one number that's super hollowed. Yeah. yeah. 
you know. And I remember back in the day there was a, a HBO a movie called 61 where it was like documented the the things that Roger Maris went through in his pursuit of Babe Ruth, who at the time record was 60 home runs. And so him him hitting 61, they gave him shit because. I think it had an asterisk on it for for a number of years because it was it happened in more games. Like yeah. He had more games to hit sixty one. Um, so it's just there's always going to be somebody in history that say, that naysays your accomplishments. But yeah. To but be able did to get it. up there, yeah. Dude, if he can get up there, bro, that big ups because Aaron Judge is he's done it the right way and that dude is huge, bro. Yeah. He's like six eight, freaking biggest baseball player I've ever seen. That's yeah. not a pitcher. Yeah, he he's doing his thing, man, and and he's on pace again to to crush it, you know, and finish with sixty six, sixty seven, which is a great mark, and and hopefully, you know, he could even surpass that. Well, yeah, like no one expected Barry Bonds to have sixteen home runs the last month of the season, right? Yep. What's what's sixteen minus seventy three? That math is a little tough for me right there, but that's what like uh, 57? 57. Right, so he doesn't hit sixteen home runs. He start. He comes into the final month of the season with fifty seven. Yeah, right. Yo, you got to hit thirteen to get to sixty. Yeah, I think our math is wrong. No, you said okay, but anyway, it's still <laughs> nonetheless. It, it, he might have a big month. New York's playing for a lot. They're a really good team coming down the stretch. Yeah, they're gonna need him to go off. He might have a good month and hit there, man. So I hope he gets to. I hope he gets to seventy. I, hell, I'll be happy for him to get to sixty two. Yeah. Either way, even where he's at right now, just to be talked about in this light with those names, shout out to him and his career. He's doing the right things. So, Dom, I know you got a new segment you want to introduce. And uh, I know this segment's going to be hotly contested. And you might want to hit up dnasportsdenver.com forward slash askdna to give us your opinion on what we're about to talk about, but uh, I'll just let Dom introduce it. Yeah, so basically this segment we're going to talk about, (coughs) is it hot or is it not? (laughs) We will discuss and review any new albums, shows, movies, and this week we're going to discuss the game Dramatic Heart vs. Mind album. So, Coach, is it hot or is it not? What's your take, man? Oh, man. Um... So don't date before we get going. Okay, I want to make it very clear so that way our viewers out there don't have to say this later. Don't sugarcoat shit. It's either hot or not. There's no So I can't come in and say it's lukewarm. No. No. You gotta you gotta choose your side. You gotta say it's hot or not. Is it well, even if even if you say it's hot and you get you know, you hear backlash for it later because you feel it's hot for whatever particular reasons. It is what it is. You either have to find that line and define it. It's hot or not. So there's no in between. I, no. I can't ride the fence on this one, huh? No, you could in your in your verbiage, but the end result, <laughs> you need to you need to kind of put well, that stamp on it. Listen, you know the game is famous for sounding like others, so okay. You know, <laughs> uh, first of all, there was a lot of that in the album, man. Um, it's a decent album. Uh, had a lot of good tracks, in my opinion. Some that were just kind of going through the motions, man, and. Um, I, I didn't dig. It's not, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. I'm just gonna say it now, and then I explain myself. Right. Okay. It's not. It's not. It's it's solid. It's solid album, but it's not hot. Okay. Uh, it's it's lukewarm, like I said. Okay. Um, so it's not hot, but um, you know, some of this, some of it kind of sounded corny. Like I didn't like a lot of the like the the sampling. 
that okay. went on in some of the songs. Like there might have been too much of it. Uh, maybe that's just what's going on now. And I'm just an old old timer trying to get off my lawn. Uh, hated the way he caught, he he sort of emulated Kendrick's style and voodoo. Um, I didn't think like he did that a lot, you know. And it lends you to wonder if he's using the same writers or if and he got someone to write for him, uh. or he's either just he's just a good writer. And that's possible too. I'm not knocking him on that. I'm just saying I didn't like the way he did it. Yeah, um, Home Invasion was cool. No Man Falls was dope. I liked that one. Push T killed his verse. Yeah, he did. Um, I think. Uh, uh, two chains came through and, and sounded pretty dope on that one. I didn't like, I didn't like his M dis. Okay, uh, why not? Uh, he sounded bitter, bro. He sounded like he was he was he had sour grapes. Yeah, you that, know that's how you're gonna sound though. When a when a relationship falls out, somebody's gonna end up coming out sounding bitter, and probably both parties, and, and depending on how you're talking about it. Uh, I mean, if that was the first shot, I think it hit in the shoulder region and it kind of missed the chest head region. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he bodied him in that first shot. Oh, oh no. Um, but I, I just, I didn't like the way he went racial with it, with him, which him couldn't come out like that. And I don't think he would, but, you know, it's just, he kind of, he tiptoes on some things like ethically that I don't know that you should tiptoe on. And, and I know it's, it's battle rap, you know what I mean? And, and it's always kind of been the, been the case and, it might be, you know, reason why white rappers get a raw deal sometimes and also get too much credit, you know? Yeah. So, but, man, like, I, I didn't care for that. Um, it's funny because I was, on, I was on, on Facebook seeing uh, just reaction to this. Yeah. And my homie Doug Luna, he was like, yo, you got to show me you can out-rap Lloyd Banks before you can come at him. <laughs> hey, that's for sure. But, hey, game is hard, man. Like, so so for me, right, for me, it's hot. Okay. All right, I'm going to say that first and foremost. Okay. And for me, I like his different cadences and flow patterns he does on the album. I, You know, I don't think it's for before, like, everybody says he always sounds like others. I don't get that from Game. Before, I thought Game was Game. You know what I mean? On this particular album, I did see him doing it. I thought it was almost him mimicking a lot of these rappers to kind of kind of show them like I can do what you can do, right. but I can do it on this level type of shit. You know what I mean? So I enjoyed it, man. I thought it was refreshing. You know, it took a couple songs. I ain't gonna lie, there was a couple songs that I had to listen to over a couple times before I really liked them. Yeah, um, especially the Eminem diss. You know what I mean? I listened to it a couple times. But if you're complaining about that flow pattern and the cadence, then why aren't we saying the same thing about Eminem? No, it's not for me. Not necessarily his cadence or flow pattern. Because I think I think it, there's there's some songs on there that are very creative. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and it and it takes a certain type of creation to be able to take someone's pattern and and emulate it into a track. My thing was like, just like the sampling of the thuggish ruggish bone. Yeah. And like. There was a couple other songs that he kind of sampled and basically he like reverb, like it was a remix, bro. Yeah. Like you know, well, what I mean? it, it it gave more of a mixtape feel. You know, not only because it had what thirty one songs on it, I believe something like that. Yeah, but you know, but because also he took a lot of beats and he was doing a lot of mixes and things of that nature. So you know what I you know, think? It did have that mixtape feel a little bit. You know what I think? What's up? I think the game was making the album, mm -hmm. and he's like. Gotta find me a hit. Make me a hit. 
Oh, this is a good song, but it's not a hit. Let's go to the next one. Make another one. Oh, this is a good song, not a hit. <laughs> hey, and he got he got to like song 25, 26. He's like, shit, man, I don't got a hit yet. I need to wrap this album up. I know what I'll do. I'll make an Eminem diss track. That'll sell the rap, the album. And then he put that on there. And then you got a, tw- a thirty a thirty rec- a thirty song record with an Eminem diss track that is mm, lukewarm at hitting Eminem. Yeah, you know, but. Regardless of it, that's smart marketing. Yeah, you know uh, what I mean? And and, that, that's and I, the I old shady aftermath way. I can't really lie and say that I can pinpoint a hit on this album. Yeah. But I can say that I enjoy his creativity on this album. I can enjoy his 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 lyrics on this album, you know, and what he's talking about. For instance, La La Land, right? Yeah. La La is L A L A land, yep. right? So he's talking about the gang politics of L A within that song you know it's very creative and 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 you know he's not glorifying gang life in any way by singing that song but he's educating people that are visiting la to the gang culture because you can put yourself in a situation where you're going to end up in harm's way because you don't know that wearing you know uh a certain hat symbolizes a certain gang. That's and true. he breaks that down in that song, bro. And well, I told and, you it was lukewarm, man. You know, like. he, 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 you know, he was very creative with it. I love that song. I love the change the game with Ty Dolla Sign, how far I came with Roddy Rich. Again, you mentioned No Man Falls with Pusha T. You know, there was a lot of songs on here that See, were. I think that's it because the songs you're mentioning that you liked, there's some of them I didn't like. So I think it's just. You didn't like? Yeah, I didn't care for the, the one with T.Y. Dollar Sign. No. Um, no, it was all right. I mean, it wasn't bad, dude. Like, like I, like I said, dude, he, he got good lyrics. Like, the game has some good lyrics. He, he structured it really well. I just didn't think it was super hot, man. I didn't think it was a bad album. But you asked me hot or not. And if it didn't burn my hand, it didn't burn my hand. So it's not hot. And that, yeah. that's just, that, that's all I felt on that. Like, I think th- there's some songs I was rocking to. And I think if I listen to it a little bit more, it's kind of like anything else. It might grow on me a little bit more. Um, I've always enjoyed the game. I didn't think anything bad of the game. He's He's been of that mindset as, as the old uh, G unit where, you know, start some beef to, to sell some records. And, yeah. You know, it's just cornball to me. But, it, you know. It, it at the same time it works, you know. And but you at the same time, results. like like you you could call it cornball, right? But that's the name of hip hop, right? There's always a battle within the beat. Like we were talking about this the other yeah. day, how how rappers battle within the same song. Like who's gonna have the best sixteen? You know what I mean? Like who's gonna have the best verse on a song? And so there's constant competition. So guys like Fifty, guys like The Game, you know, who come out and they're taking these shots right away, right off the bat. That's kind of hip hop, bro. And it's kind of good for hip hop in a sense. The bad part about it is when the fans and take it somewhere. Everybody else, else takes it outside of hip hop, you know, and that's when it becomes a problem. But you know, as far as being that. That guy who's who's not afraid to take some shots, and and say you know I I feel I have the better skill set than you and let's see it. Yeah, you know. Um, do you think M's gonna respond? I think M's gonna. I don't know. I think if he does, do you think it's response worthy? I don't know, and that's the part I'm kind of struggling with because I don't know if it's anything. He responded to Machine Gun Kelly, you know. But, and, but, but and, so would you would. Because I had this, I had this conversation with with uh, Coach David. Yeah. Do you prefer the Machine Gun Cali diss over 
this game does. I was about to say probably. The game took a page out of that and started yeah. talking about Haley. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think I think that's like to try to warrant a response. So I think there's that aspect of it too, where he kind of took that out that page and kind of did a lot of the same shit that but they did. But it was creative too. Like he brought Stan back, bro. Yeah, I get that. But he, he brought Stan he's Stan's back. brother. Stan's brother, yeah. But like he, you know, he all like I said, he took pages out of the of the books, which is cool. Like it's hip hop, you know what I mean? Um, it's funny that you mentioned about features and, and, and you know, always doing your best on features. I think he got bodied on a lot of his features. Who's like, the game? Yeah. I think so. Like, like uh, on whatchamacallit, uh, Pusha T definitely murdered him on, on No Man Falls. Hey, but Pusha T come on. Harder. But come and, on. And. You're talking about Pusha. But. You're talk, Pusha but, T's going to body a lot of people on know, a lot of their songs. I know. But so did uh, 2 Chains also bodied him. On that on that same song, like I thought both. I, I thought, so it, was, I think, I I thought think, it was ironic that he sandwiched between the two of them because I think the song started great and it finished great, and I think we got a little, we got okay in the see, middle. See, this is the thing: is game on this, in my opinion, was he was going, f and this is this is what I think game may sound like. Mm -hmm. Okay, and, and he gives a lot of respect to this person. Game is similar to Nas. Game is I very mean, similar to I, Nas, bro. There was he's a couple a times listening that I that I was like, "Fuck, is this Nas?" On this, on this he's track? a storyteller, bro. Nah, so you're he, right. he he raps in a certain level. He raps with a certain cadence, a certain delivery. And see, and I like that and, part of game. And, and he's a storyteller. So I think a lot of people when they're listening to this album, they want that sound to come at you and they want to hear it they want to draw their attention they're looking for a hit that's not what he was i don't personally think he was looking for a hit on this i think he was looking for bars i think he was just making music making songs bro to be honest with you and like i i think i do i do hear that like Nas, and, yeah. I, and that, that's the game that i like on it on the documentary there was a lot of comparisons to Nas when the documentary first came yeah. out and that's the game i like because it's it's Super lyrical. It's just straight to the point storytelling. Kind of this is what's going on. But then, like I don't know, some of these that, like I said, the one where he's in Voodoo, where he's trying to sound like Kendrick, kind of just threw me off, man. Because yeah. I know that's not you. Like I, it made me, it made it feel more unauthentic. Well, I there guess. was even one song on here where he kind of was taking the cadence of Cardi B. Yeah. Yes. 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 You I, know. But again, he was talking about her in it too. So like, I think a lot of this, bro, was to mimic him. You think and, he's trolling? And he's trolling a lot of these people, like, saying, look, I can do this. I can do what you're doing. You get paid all this money. You're on all these top billboard charts doing this same elementary-type cadence. For I'll sure. do it, too. For sure. Because he's a lyricist, right? Well, so I, he, wants to sound, he, he wants to tell that story. So for him, in my opinion, he probably is like, okay, I'll dumb myself down, and I'll do this, too. <laughs> Now nah, he's definitely definitely good at marketing it, bro. You know, and like I said, it wasn't all bad, but I don't I don't think it was all good. I'm interested to see if M comes back at him because that's that's really where the juice is in this. If he didn't put that M track out, bro, honestly, is this album even like argued like this? I think so. I mean, maybe not argued in in the fact of like I ain't heard from the game for a while, in my opinion. Anything well, he, noteworthy? He, you know what he did? He did an LA leakers freestyle not too long ago and he had this bar you know who simba is yeah so for our viewers out there simba is a, a up you know a really really well-known artist out of the bay area or i don't know out of the, he's out of california i don't know exactly where um very lyrical dude very talented dude 
game threw a shot at him too, and he had probably the best Simba <laughs> flip, bro. Like it was ridiculous. Like the game, the game is tight, bro. I'm a big fan of the you, game, you and, know and I think that this album, a lot of people have to give it a couple listens, like you said earlier, because for one, there's way too many damn songs on it to listen through it all the way through and really digest everything yeah. that's being said for sure you know so go back and listen to it i think you're gonna find some songs on there that you absolutely may not like but i think once you really listen to what he's talking about you're gonna kind of get my perspective in the fact that i think he was creative i think he took his time and kind of did a lot of these things that people are going to talk about and hate on purpose but i think he he kind of proved his point in the, my the thing that strikes me in his in his eminem disc specifically is he touches on some feelings that I know personally people feel. Yeah. Um, in terms, uh, his bar about uh, eleven albums, only one, that, only one has ever been played in my car. Um, I know people who have said specifically that, like I don't play that shit in my car. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people that feel M is. You know, he mentioned cultural appropriation that sometimes M might be feeling. I don't. I don't get that vibe, bro. Like, I don't know, dude. Like, in my opinion. When you start talking about cultural appropriation, it gets a little dicey, dude, because yeah. I think I think part of this country is the fact that we're so diverse and have multicultures here. So, I mean, we if, if we can't pay homage to somebody's culture, like I, I, at some point, everyone's culture got over on, on the other culture. Yeah. Like, let's let's let's, you know, try not to argue that. Well, it's but, sensitive because it's almost like reverse. Yeah. You know, like well, and like. To call him out for for rocking a certain style, because he called him out for rocking the do rags and never having waves, and you know, just yeah. calling him out for the certain style. Like I could see if Eminem, if that was his style, just that one record or one album when he first came out, and then like he stopped rocking that. But he's kind of been the same dude yeah. for his whole career in, in that aspect. But I know a lot of people that feel that way, like yeah. passionately feel that way. And, and in all honesty, right at the end of the day, they had a relationship at some point. Yeah. Right, so there are some personal things in there that he said, you know what I mean? And then, for the most part, a lot of it, again, is a lot of what the majority of consensus is. A lot of people say, you know, that yeah. these are things that have already been said about him, and he's just touching base on it in his light, because if he doesn't, then he'll probably have to get a little bit more personal than he really wants, you know? And who knows, if, if M comes back, then maybe we see some more of the personal stuff. But I think, like... For the first jab, I don't think he wanted to knock him out. I think it was just a friendly exchange of words. Man. He wants he wants him to come back so that way he can respond again and then they can make How you gonna respond if you money dead? off this. How you gonna respond if you get killed lyrically? Wonder if Ann comes up with some shit that's just I don't think I don't think M and and don't get me wrong, I think M has the capability to kill him lyrically right away off the bat, right? And we've had the debate about Eminem and how I feel about Eminem, how you feel about Eminem, yeah, yeah. how others feel about Eminem. But at the end of the day, when it comes to attacking somebody or getting on a beat and letting somebody, like, he's going to do what he does. Yeah. So he has the capability of killing him, but it is still the game. And the game still has a really big fan base. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that one shot is going to totally annihilate the game like it would of, say, MGK. Yeah, that's true. 
you know, say a ben, the Benzino guys like that, cannabis guys like like. So if we see if we see the game switch over to like punk rock next year after Eminem responds to him, <laughs> he's gonna do he's gonna be doing the career killer. He's gonna be doing features with Stitches. <laughs> <laughs> they went from having beef to doing features. I don't know. That's what bothers with me too, because like it, to me, game's always been a gimmick. Like not him personally, but like he's always had a gimmick, right? Like yeah. In terms of like his beef with Stitches and yeah. his beef with, with you know joining the G Unit and beef with Ja Rule and them, yeah. and just I don't know. He's dope lyrically though, man. He does have some bars, and this this album isn't like I, like I said, it's not cold. It's just for me, in my opinion, wasn't hot. But I think I think the more I listen to it, definitely will. It might grow on me a little bit more, but still might not make it to the hot level. I don't know if it'll make it to the hot level, man. I don't, I don't know fun. if it'll ever be boiling in in, in Big Al's uh, headset, bro. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But you know, it's that time again, bro. It is. We've uh, we've had a little nice discussions. You know, if you guys uh, didn't hear us earlier, the more intensely you exercise, the better, the bigger your brain grows. So why don't you hook up with DNASportsDenver.com and book yourselves up a training session, and uh, we can help your brain grow. We can help you be better athletes on the field, um, more athletic. All that good stuff. Um, before we get out of here, though, Dom, I just want to make sure we give a little few shout outs. Um, is there anything you're looking forward to this week? You know, I'm looking forward to to starting our practice officially. You know what I mean? And getting going. We kind of had the little hiccup there. We started and got told we weren't allowed to practice. So, you know, um, rules changing, timelines changing. But I'm excited to get out there with our boys and and, and really get to it this week. Um, you know, and, and I'm excited for more football, man. Dude, I got the so I was working yesterday, but yeah. I wasn't working. Like I was, I got to go to, uh, on behalf of my job for a charity event, and it was a cornhole event. Yeah, and it was fun, bro. And so it got me thinking how excited I am for our event coming up, oh, uh, yeah. our, our second annual horseshoe tournament. Right, Saturday, August twenty seventh, over at Citizens Park uh, in the Horseshoe Pits. Uh, Citizens Park, Wheat Ridge, uh, Edgewater Elementary. Okay, okay, yeah. Edgewater Elementary. So twentieth and. Benton, I think, I believe, somewhere around that area. Um, Citizens Park, also known as Edgewater Elementary. Come out, check us out, 2 p.m. Double Um, elimination, check-ins at 1. Entry fees are $35 per person or $60 for a team. Uh, Barbecue, BYOB, it's got to be cans only. It's going to be music, prizes. Uh, There's like a raffle or silent auction. Yeah, we're raffling off... uh, Plenty gifts. We have some Spiderco gifts. We have some services. We have some DNA sessions. So if you're one of our listeners and you want a session, you know, we're raffling off a few sessions. Awesome. Um, we also have other local businesses that are going to be raffling off some of their services and some of their goods. Um, we may have a TV raffle going off. I don't know if I feel a little bit itchy. I might go buy a TV <laughs> later on today and raffle off a TV too. So, so you got a partner already, partner? Um, you know, I've had a few people uh, say they wanted to be my partner, but the thing with that is, is I I usually have to play later because I'm gonna be doing a lot of the organization and cooking and things like that. So, but I think I'm gonna have. So you're saying we're somebody. not playing? No, we could play. We could be partners. We could do the DNA thing versus the world. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, though, I ain't got a partner, and I don't, I don't know how to play horseshoes. I got played horseshoes before, but it's kind of like I went to the cornhole thing yesterday. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. well let's do but it. I get let's, my swing, dog. Let's team up. I get my team swing. DNA. Well, I just thought, you know, I thought I was getting left out in the cold, coach. I seen, I seen your your teammate canceled on you, and 
You know, I was just like, what's up, dog? Yeah, yeah, I know my boy can't make it this year, <laughs> but shouts out to him. You know, he's doing his thing. He has a family wedding. You know, family comes first on some things. Family first all the time, y'all. Yep. Shout out to Arsenal Custom Apparel. Shout out to Rebel Promotions, uh, Black Sevens, Genesis Catering. Uh, make sure you, like I said earlier, check out Lash All Beauty. Um, shout out to Shar on that $75 uh, off your first session if you mentioned dna yo for my partner coach dom coach al we're gonna ride up out here to the beat go check out our website man make sure you get you some merch book a session now 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 <laughs>